everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon. I am your hostess, Mistress Mia, and you know my badass bitch, my sideways chick. I got Master John, the masturbator. I'm a chick now? Yes, you are a chick. I'm addicted. You're my chick. sideways chick. Sideways? <laughs> <laughs> my backwards bitch. I mean, I put my foot up your ass and break it off sideways. Is that what that is? Whatever you think, John, it will never happen. I think you're full of shit. Why don't you come find out? We were just talking about, you know, ass eating. So, you know, might as well. <laughs> I'm not eating your ass, Mia. I've told you before. We're friends. Everybody likes it. Shut up. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. What the fuck? Yeah, I know. I ask myself that every day. So, so anyway, today we have God. the lovely, the gorgeous Misty Rain. Ms. Misty Rain. <laughs> <laughs> Clinical therapist. And for those tuning in, please, Misty, would you tell everyone your credentials? Sure. I'm a licensed professional counselor uh, from the state of Alabama. And uh, specialize in addictive disorders and marriage and family counseling. And I've been doing this for 20 years. Impressive. Thank you. I bet you have heard some stories. I think I've probably heard it all. Well, oh, I, I, right. hear, I hear a lot from you. Like the story, <laughs> the story that you did just tell. <laughs> Gracious. Clear from your mind. Clear. I know. I'm trying to. You know, John's rubbing my lap. That is so helping helping me. Dragon. Dragon's kiss. Oh, goodness. Uh, All right. Jack the Dragon's breath. Watch out. (laughs) Say Jack off breath. (laughs) I'm going to say Jack off breath. Today, you know, John and I, we've, we've talked about relationships and marriage and swingers and couples, and we've talked about it all, lesbian couples and gay couples, and we've talked right. to a lot of different people, but you know, you're like the person that we need to be talking to about this. You have the experience. I do have you the have experience. The She's you the know sex these things. Part. I do have the degree. I do have the legit. Exactly. So we need to talk about relationships, whether it's marriages or, you know, just couples in general, but we need to talk relationships. And it's not all about BDSM. You know, we, we throw in, you know, sexuality. And I think talking about sex and relationships is key. I think it's a big part of it. Any relationship that you're in, not any relationship, if you're, like your children, you're not going to talk about sex with them, but an intimate relationship, sex is a big part, and you have to be able to talk to your partner about that and be able to express your needs and your desires in a way that you can communicate. Because when you fail, the communication, even if it's not BDSM, it's just regular mm-hmm. vanilla sex, you still have to find a way to talk about those things. Right. And, you know, the key word that you both used was intimacy. So there are 11 dimensions of intimacy and sexual intimacy is just one of them. Um, But in my experience, sexual intimacy is one of the most important, especially for men, 
because for men, it's how they feel loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for women, it can be about um, emotional connectedness. So if women do not feel emotionally connected to their spouse, then the sex is not going to be good. They're not going to be as present. Um, so it's the emotional connection for women. <clears throat> so <laughs> you distract me so much. I know. I'm looking at you. I'm just like, huh. <laughs> I forget what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, intimacy and relationships. And you should know more about this, John. You've been married three times. Yeah, thanks for throwing my shit out there again. <laughs> Why did they fail, John? This is not your life, John. It was me, okay? It was me. It's my fault. <laughs> John tends to draw crazy women to him. <laughs> Hence, you. <laughs> what does that say about me? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Look, uh, bitches be crazy. Bitches be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they have to be a little crazy for me to light them on fire. Normal people don't let me do that. Well, you know, the, the crazy <laughs> makes me a good therapist. Right. <laughs> and you're so pretty when you're on fire. Oh, thank you. It feels so hot when I'm on fire. <laughs> wow. Well, so intimacy and relationships. Right. Get back to the real stuff. Yes, the real stuff is. <laughs> you know what we often find, in, especially in this lifestyle, we always have where I've had men come to me and say, "Well, you know, my wife won't do this." So we had a friend that came to us last night and we're talking and, you know, he's very submissive. He likes, you know, corporal punishment. He mm-hmm. loves being humiliated and degrading. he loves degradation. He, he loves kind of everything that kind of goes into, you know, degradation. Humiliation, yes, exactly. Right. I and mean, that is like all encompassing that. Like, and so for you him, attract those. I do, mm-hmm. I do, and you know that's cool. See, you me. said I attract crazy. <laughs> Look, I'm crazy too. I admit that, and yes, they come to me for that. Um, but with him, you know, he's very sensitive. He's a sweet, sweet person. I, he is. Uh, you know, but um, ultimately, you know, he had to come clean to his wife, and you know, he's like, you know, I've been doing this, this, and this. And, you know, he has told her this is non-sexual. He said, but I do go to a dominatrix. It is verbal humiliation. It's, it's degradation. She beats me. You know, he has gone home with, with marks and bruises. And, you know, he would try How to pass that explain them. Well, he has a job that in his position, what he does, he would have possibly actually gotten those bruises through his, okay, through his right, work environment. Right. Um so in that situation, you know, it was kind of excused upon, but he said that, that there was a bruise on his butt and he was like, you know, I really had a hard time explaining, you know, <laughs> that. And I said, well, you could have said you fell down some steps, you know, he's like, I didn't think of it at the time, but <laughs> you know, I have great excuses for when I get rug burns on my knees. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> Is it cleaning the floor? <laughs> no, it's I fall upstairs. You know, I, oh. I wear heels and I have concrete stairs at my office. Oh. And so it's perfect. Perfect. And, you know, I tend to be um, not as grateful, as graceful. 
<laughs> a lot of times, and so people really accept that I fell. <laughs> they don't know you're a big old slut. I know, they don't. I know how to walk in those heels. <laughs> so, so ultimately, you know, I said to him, and John and I both gave him advice, and John's advice was, you know, just be clean, be honest, you know, come clean about everything. And I said, you know, Good advice. you know, that's great advice, but there's times where, you know, she's in a situation I don't think she could <clears throat> kind of mentally um, absorb all that. There's a lot for her to take in. <laughs> yeah, that right, is a I didn't lot. tell him, give her the fire hose. Right. Dumb don't him. tell her everything. But, but if she asks questions and she's genuine about wanting to know, yeah. have the conversation. Don't Don't hide from her, but don't necessarily give her everything at once. You yeah, know, because something like that. Dumping like that was actually about him. Yeah. You know, because that that is too much information for someone that is so vanilla to take in at one time. You know, my advice was (laughs) um, the honesty part, yes. Yes. (laughs) But I told him, you know, appeal to her to tell her more about the psychological point of view from you, what you endured as a child and how you incorporate as an adult. And, you know, maybe she can correlate that back as, and then flip the script on her and say, look, if you really love me, you know, and if you cannot do this with me, because we talked about this before we were married and you don't want to participate in it, can I not pay a professional to come and do what I need to do? So did she know before they were married that this she, was what he liked? She knew before they were married that there was certain aspects of what he likes, you know, whether I don't think it's the cross-dressing so much as it is the humiliation, the degradation, right? but kind of, you know, everything else, corporal punishment and so forth, so on. Yeah. And then another piece of advice we gave was ask her, don't make it so much about this is what I need. This is what I want. Ask her, <laughs> what do you need and what do you want? And what, what are things that I'm failing you at so that we can have this conversation together? It's a two-way conversation. Right. I need this, this, and this, but I over here need this, this, and this. So that she has an opportunity to say to she has needs too. I think that's good. Um, it is. It is about intimacy. So, um, and it is about trust. Trust is the foundation of every relationship. And if you do not have that trust, then you do not have a foundation. Um, So, you know, the house is not going to settle if if you get that metaphor. Sometimes you just don't want to be completely truthful. You know, it's kind of like, you know, if I were to tell my significant other, you know, it's like, I really don't. You know, I want to tell him everything, you know, but there's points where I feel like maybe I'm just telling him because I'm releasing some guilt. Right. You know, I, this is not from my personal. No, that's good this, insight. This, is, this is what I've heard, you know. That's where I was going. Yes. Yeah. That's where I was going is that it? it's more about releasing. It's more about him. Yeah. Releasing all that guilt and, oh. Man, do I feel better because I just, you know, yeah. gave it all to her. And exactly. now it's it's got to be about whether or not she accepts me. No, 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 no. That's, that's not how it works. Exactly. So, John, yeah, you do start slowly. <laughs> um, and, and you start the conversation with, 
you know, I'd like to tell you some things that I'd like, and I'd love to hear some of your fantasies. What are things that you enjoy? Um, you know, you could even watch a movie together that has some of it in there so that you can say, you know, that that's something that I really want in my life. And, and this is what I think it's connected to. Um, you know, beforehand, you can proceed this with uh, agreeing that we won't pass judgment. We can say one thing that we would like. Um, you know, if, if I had a magic wand and I could change one thing, this is what it would be. If I woke up tomorrow and a miracle occurred, this is what I would like for it to be. You know, so that we're starting slow. And do you find that when you're, you're giving advice to marital couples, <clears throat> do you find that maybe one partner will actually shut down and they don't want to, you know, they put this wall up? Yeah, if she if if one partner has some preconceived notions, you know, their their values and morals align extremely conservatively. Um, and then you have a partner who hasn't been quite honest from the beginning about their values and, and how they're more open to maybe a kink lifestyle or or something that, you know, socially might be considered a perversion or a deviance, um, you know, then you're not going to have somebody that's going to be real open to, to receiving that and wanting to do something with it. You're going to shot the shit out of them. So you said a minute ago you're trying to get your partner to accept you for who you are. Is it more about getting your partner to accept who you are or getting yourself to accept who you are? Because you just said if you were open and honest about it in the first place and just said this is who I am, you wouldn't have been hiding it from them in the first place. And then you wouldn't have to have this conversation because you would just you would have already been that person. How 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 much of it is we have to accept who we are and love ourselves to be able to tell someone else? Well, let's say, for instance, that maybe he didn't realize how important this was to him um, and, and that he wouldn't be able to give it up when they got married. Um, and, and so in his mind, he might have thought, okay, well, this is not okay with her, so I'm not going to do this. But he couldn't because he, he came to realize that it was really a part of who he was or who he is. And now it's going to be about um, whether or not they love each other and not love each other enough because love is not the only thing. Um, it's how they manage shame because we're dealing with his shame and then her shame because it, I'm sure she's got this fear about it. She's got this, you know, perception and meaning assigned to it. And what does that say about her if she's married to someone like this? You know, I'm just throwing that out there. Um, so that's something. Shit, John. <laughs> Sorry. I know. It's a tough one. You know? I know. Because if, if you were comfortable with it, 
would it really be that hard to talk to your spouse about it? It's, well, it's something but he's that developing both, that. Yeah, you both have to accept. It's not just, I need her to accept who I am. I need I need to accept who I am, too. It, right. Right. Yeah. And so he's just coming <laughs> to that. And, God, that's why I like to help a lot of people that are coming out um, or that, you know, couples that one partner wants to be a little bit polyamorous or wants to get into swinging or wants to get into outside play with BDSM, you know, we have to start that conversation slowly and feel the other partner out. And that can be with a professional. So I've helped a lot of times in that respect. And I'll, and I'll be honest, some of the relationships didn't last. And that's okay. You know, if one person just really cannot go there, then, and the other person, it is so who they are, then that marriage is not going to last. Yeah. And that's ultimately, you know, what we talked about. You know, he went and did his cleaning duties and what have you, you know, for the evening. And, um, you know, he came back and I said, you know, ultimately, you know, it's going to come down to this. I said, you can one, take the resentment road and you can just kind of suppress your feelings, but know that, you know, this, these feelings are going to linger, you know, you're going to resist. Obviously you're going to say, okay, well, I'm going to support, you know, my wife and my kids and, and I'm going to get through this. You know, he's in his early thirties. They've been together now for almost a decade you know, they've been together a while. They've been together a while. But I imagine she's going to see this as a real betrayal. Um, so one of the first things that that I would do is help them to rebuild some trust before they have a major conversation about it. Yeah. And I think that's what he wanted to do. He wants to kind of step back. And, you know, he said he might not even bring it up to her again. You know, um, he said, because ultimately it's going to be her saying, I want you to stop it altogether, right. you know? And I said, so what's going to happen is you're going to go through your life and it could be, you know, 10 years again down the road and you're back to square one because you haven't fulfilled your fantasies and, you know, this continued, you know, desire to have a release. Well, know? and it might be more than a desire. It might be a real need. Oh, it's definitely that, that, a definite need for him. You know, he identifies as a part of who he is, his person. Absolutely. And so if that is true and, and she's not accepting of that, that's a big problem. And that was my thing during the conversation last night was obviously he loves her. Right. He he wants to be with her. But he has to love himself also. And you can't just stop being you to make somebody else happy. It doesn't work. Yes, you love her, but you got to love yourself too. You can't you can't disappear within yourself for someone else. It doesn't work. And that's and what we, he's, we, he's going we, to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about it last night. It's like, yeah. if this is the path he takes, we both already know it's not going to work. Right. And it's sad. It is very sad. It, it is. It's a, it's a difficult situation. Um, you know, that's it's a lot of the transition that in the world today we're going through uh, to get to the other side of acceptance. 
you know, there's still so much social repression and social discrimination um, uh, surrounding LGBTQ and plus, plus, plus. Uh, and, and that's what we're dealing with. And hopefully the more educated people become with podcasts like this about lifestyles, then the less of a taboo it will be. You know, and this is something I always say is that life is just too short. You know, and I said that to him last night, you know, and he's just like, I'm just going to, I'm going to be the husband I promised to be. You know, I took my, my vows for a reason, you know, I must stick to it. You know, and he's one of those people that's very vigilant. You know, he's, he's very strong mentally right. as well. And, um, you know, I think he feels like since he endured what he did growing up, this is just another hill that he's going to strive through and deal with it. And he could probably do it. And he could probably do it. But honestly. he's not going to be happy. But he's exactly. not going to have exactly. peace and joy. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and he is going to be shutting off a part of who he is. And that's sad for his relationship because yeah. she's not getting all of him. Yeah. You know, really we talked about it. I had that moment in my life where I was trying to be somebody else, trying to fit into this box that society gave me, church gave me, my family gave me. And it wasn't until I stopped and accepted who I was and loved myself that I could finally say, I'm a better father because I'm not doing those things anymore. I'm a better father because I am genuine about who I am. I'm happy. And now I can give my full self without any reservation to my children. Yes. They don't need to know what I'm doing, but the fact that I'm able to do what I need to do to be healthy mm-hmm. makes my relationships with my children and my friends and a potential partner in the future. And I like that you said to be healthy because if we don't, you know, if we're not authentic and we're stuffing this in, if he continues to stuff it in and just shut that part down, it's going to come out, but it's going to come out sideways. Mm -hmm. And so sideways is, is acting out, whether affairs, drinking, drugs, or whatever, you know, it's going to come out sideways in an unhealthy way. I am your sideways chick. You are. That's right. (laughs) You're a mess. (laughs) That's really interesting. So do you find, what What do you think would be the, the better advice for him at this point? At this point, he's dumped. Um, so, yeah, I like, I like the idea of pulling back a bit. He needs to communicate. He doesn't need to act like, okay, I didn't just spill all this on you, and now we're not going to talk about it. He needs to acknowledge that he put too much out there. And maybe they can table it for a little while and discuss some of it at a later date. Um, He needs to ask her what she needs from him. You know, you said that, John, and that's and that's true. You know, what do you need from me? What can I do to help rebuild the trust? And then they can seek counseling. You know, if they seek a qualified therapist who has experience or is a licensed marriage uh, and family therapist, then somebody can help them um, 
and especially someone who is experienced with the alternative lifestyle. That's the biggie right there. That is the huge, yeah. huge deal. It is. Mm-hmm. I've um, got friends that try to go for mental health, for <laughs> depression, anxiety, and they look for people that are kink-friendly to be their therapist, and it's difficult. Well, because generally we don't advertise that. Right. But it's hard because that's part of their life, and part of the reason why they feel the anxiety and the depression is because they can't express that part of their life. And now they can't talk to their therapist about it either, and they just want to pump them with medications that aren't working right? because they can't have the conversation with their therapist that they need to have. Well, I mean, there's still – we just got a new DSM, which is the Diagnostic Statistical Manual. It's, you know, the, the Bible of, of uh, psychiatric cl- clinicians. Um, so before this one – and, and this was new just a couple of years ago. A lot of these behaviors, a lot of these lifestyles were pathological. They were patho- pathologized in this book. Now, they're no longer pathologized, but socially, people are still looked at as deviants. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's having to move beyond that. And... Yeah. And that's what we talk about, you know, me and I talk about all the time, you know, people watch Fifty Shades of Grey and it kind of normalizes the lifestyle a little bit. Yes. Brings more people in. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to be relatable, trying to have fun doing it, but just really normalize. Tell people, hey, just because you're doing these things doesn't make you abnormal. You're probably the normal one because more people are doing them than aren't normal. Just yeah. nobody, nobody's talking about it. Well, I mean, they have new studies now, and and I just looked them up recently and was so thrilled. I mean, I giggled out loud that, you know, fuck, finally, um, that show that BDSM is not like, like a kink, like an abnormal alternative, that it can actually be a healthy... Um, part of it's it's normal. It is so normal. Right. We do certain things because our body reacts in a certain way. Yes. That's it. We release pheromones and endorphins and dopamine and serotonin because of what we do to our body. Well, and we we've learned how people, to do it. Yeah, you know, we teach couples to role play. Who wants to be a nurse? Who wants to be the doctor? Right. You know, um, who wants to be the mailman coming in and you know, having sex with a sexy wife who's right. wearing nothing but saran wrap, you know. Um, <laughs> like I mean, you do. You yeah. can fulfill your fantasies in healthy ways. And, and we <laughs> say, look, this is so okay. Well, you know, the community needs to get on board and say BDSM is real okay. It's, it's not abnormal. Um, or, you know, fetishes. So fetishes are not um, as pathologized. You know, that's made into a mental disorder. Absolutely. It's just, you know, something. You know, I think one of the best things I've ever heard from a couple is that they came in 
they did a podcast episode with us and, you know, they're from Southern Alabama and, you know, and when I first interviewed them on the phone, you know, we were talking about it and everything. I said, so, you know, what do you, what do you get into? She says, we like butt stuff. You know? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and it was great. It was great. You know, we laughed. I'm like, oh, really? And she, she's like, you know, we do. She's like, I didn't mean to blurt that out. I'm just so nervous, you know. <laughs> But uh, okay. they, they're country Alabama. Oh, they're country yeah. Alabama. It's so adorable. Yeah. And they're the stinking, it's just cutest little couple ever. Oh. So, it I mean, was so funny because when I talked to the husband, I was like, we're, we're going to have you on the podcast. He's like, oh my God, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> they, they got so excited. They were avid listeners and they found us and then, you know, reached out to us. And, you know, we don't get young couples very often. And that was our first, like, young couple. And the one thing they said, and I said, you know, this is just some great advice that I think all married couples should follow. And that was, they said, you know, there's just nights where we flip a coin and one's going to be submissive and do what they're supposed to do. And the other one's going to be the dominant. Well, that's awesome. Isn't that awesome? And yeah. it's, it's like the role reversal. They do it. They act out their fantasies. They talk about everything. That is the huge thing that this lifestyle has done for my marriage. And, you know, once we, and, and yes, Fifty Shades of Grey was what got me talking to my husband about it. Um, I started with dog earring pages and then underlying parts <laughs> and, and saying, here, I want you to look at this. What do you think of this? He was like, well, sounds kind of hot. I said, I know, right? This is what I want. <laughs> and, and then we were just able to, to really spill our fantasies um, and it just created this level of intimacy that was not there before. That's and great. and now it, there's just such freedom. That freedom is remarkable. God, we, you know, North America is so repressed, so repressed, so sexually repressed. Yeah. and and that's why you have so many people from Australia and Europe. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, because they've normalized it more. Absolutely. Mm. Um, some of our big listeners are in our England and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, we have a lot of people that are sexually deviant. And the solution that we've come up with is to rep- repress sex so that people won't do that. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, like with any other type of prohibition, it makes it worse. Because if you repress things that much, then they're going to come out in unhealthy ways right. instead of in healthy ways that we can talk about. So I think, especially Western Christianity has really destroyed sexuality and healthy sexual relationships. Right, because it's more about not, not saying this that is what's okay is wrong, and this is what's not. If you do not, this, you're going to get a We got you, Mormon. No. <laughs> Mormon. Not a Mormon. <laughs> we got it. But no, they don't teach you about appreciating your body. Right. You know, and it's... They teach you that God given, you know, if you're a Christian, it's your God given body. And if you have sex, you're a slut or you're a whore and they shame you and all these things. I had a roommate one time. I'm such a slut. She would get onto herself and be almost in tears. I'm such a slut. I'm like, I'm a slut too. It's cool. It's fucking awesome. Be a slut. Why are you upset about it? I don't give a shit. I'm going to go slut it up with myself right now. 
Yeah. Go in the bedroom and masturbate. Go be slept by myself. <laughs> if God made this body so and gave you. me all these erogenous zones, which I have everywhere, damn. Then, you know, I was meant to enjoy them and pass that pleasure on to other people. <laughs> Master John. You do that well. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, and so many. I think you just heard. Like, that was a purr. Jesus. Oh, wow, she's replaying scenes. Misty's getting misty. Wow. She is. Nipples are hard, too. They are. I know. So are mine. Oh, they are. Mine are always hard. Can I rub my nipples against your nose? Oh, my God, yes. You rub your nipples against my tongue. You know, so the listeners are really missing out on this because, you know, I, I'm really getting firsthand. Don't look at this. me, Whoopi. I'm not going to look. <laughs> I'm not it's looking. Curtain. <laughs> so, oh, so there's some chemistry. We'll make our part again. <laughs> there's chemistry between Master John and, and Misty. <laughs> You know you like it. And, oh. and they're just sitting on the couch and having such a good time fondling one another while we're recording. <laughs> Mia's holding a hand up to her face so she can't see. I don't want to see. <laughs> it's just her. You can't see me. It's fine. Good, good. I don't want to see anything. I don't want to see. Um, John was playing in the pool a few weeks back with uh, with certain, certain somebody. And he's like, don't look at me. Don't look at me, Mia. I can't get out of the pool. <laughs> Like, if it wasn't a traffic cone at the moment, I might have been okay. But I was like, no, no, look at the traffic cone. <laughs> wow. So, relationships. That's what she said. But, you know, <laughs> wow. We really <laughs> just podcast over you. Expert's gonna just chow down with the master. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you're really buttering his biscuit, aren't you? There, <laughs> or vice versa. Oh, vice versa. Yes, exactly. Somebody's getting buttered. <laughs> so be fine. Right. We we could appreciate any advice you have, and and that that point was it's communication is key overall, and that's, that's and, what and you're there's saying. such freedom in that if if everybody can hear just one thing, it's there's freedom in in that communication. Absolutely, mm-hmm. because I am I am my authentic me with my husband. And that's that's, a great way to be. Yes, that's even, you know, even crushing on Master John. You know, I can (laughs) tell my husband that. And my husband might say, you know, I'm not ready for you to go into another room, just the two of y'all, because he loves to watch. But, (laughs) you know, I can can tell him what I want, and we can, you know, I can berate him enough until until he says, okay. No, no, no. We can talk about it yes. openly. Yes. So it's it's there's not anything that's closed for discussion. Absolutely. I made it about me. Somebody else had dick. Okay. So so we get that. 
Um, <laughs> everyone wants the carrot, not the stick. You know, <laughs> I don't know. As I got long a pretty as good it's stick a great too. carrot, no. <laughs> Uh, it's it's hard to be the expert when John's right here, and I just want to be the slave. <laughs> That's for another episode, Misty. I know. <laughs> it's, so, it's almost over. You'll be my slave in a second. So okay. So yeah, John, you continue fondling Misty. Uh, at this point, listeners, I'll do the closing this time. <laughs> John has his hands full. Mm -hmm. Uh, So on that note, listeners, thank you for listening. And uh, until then, let all your... your Slave fantasies come true. (laughs) With Misty. (laughs) Thanks again. Bye.